come now. Lord, I want to live for Thee.
Recorded by St. Luke. <clears throat> Gospel is recorded by St. Luke, chapter 15. Beginning with verse 11. It's Father's Day. I generally try my best to keep up and try my best to address where we are right now. And uh, this is a sermon that you all have heard many, many times. You've heard the text. But allow me again to revisit because I found out you, you can never tell it all. I found out that as you grow the word grows in you. And so today I come with a very familiar story from the word of God. And uh, Luke 15, beginning with verse 11. This is Jesus telling a story. He said a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. <clears throat> Not many days after, a younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. He would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many high servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, 
And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy high servants. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes about fatherhood from the mouth of Jesus. Fatherhood from, from Jesus. And, uh, let me share this with you also. That as many years and as long as we have been preaching this text, you do understand that this is really not written for Father's Day. <laughs> this is a story about all of us. Father's Day is a good time to preach it. But it's a story about all of us of us and the story arises <clears throat> because a group of Pharisees and scribes were complaining about Jesus. What were they complaining about? They were complaining because they felt like Jesus hung around too many common folk. They, they were complaining <clears throat> Because Jesus, who, who, who claimed to be the Son of God, yet he would sit down and eat a meal with sinners. So, <clears throat> Jesus here is explaining to them his relationship with sinners. He's trying to help them and wants them to understand this is why I do what I do. And in the process, he tells this story. He tells, but this is not the only story. So the question then becomes, what is God really like? So it seems that one of the most important questions to many, do, do, yeah, 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 and, and, and many Christians, we, we ask, do you believe? in God and that is an important question that is an important question but I believe that probably an even more important question is what do you believe about God not, not do you believe in what do you believe about God or what kind of God is it that you believe in so it's one thing to be an atheist and not believe in God. But I believe it's worse to have a, an erroneous view of God. Y'all hear me? I believe it's worse to even think you know him. And got the wrong view of who God is. There are many religions in the world that present many different pictures of God. And most of them contain a little bit of truth. That's the danger of it. Whole lot of religions talking about a whole lot of things about God and most of them got a little bit of truth. But I believe, my brothers and my sisters, that that's worse than not knowing or believing God at all. I believe worse than not knowing him is having a false concept of who God is. That's why we can't buy into this idea. You know, folk will tell you, well, I, I, I know I, I, I don't go, I don't, ain't about no particular denomination. I know they're all talking about God. No, that ain't it. Sometimes that is the wrong view of, of God. See, there, there are many religions in the world that present many different pictures of God and most of them concern that they, they, they contain a little bit of truth. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. I say even a broke clock is right twice a day. But the rest of the time is telling lies. Y'all ain't hearing me. In this Christian religion, our concept of God is shaped by our belief and our knowledge of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. 
Matthew 1.23 calls him Emmanuel, God with us. John 1.14 tells us that God was made in flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and glory. One of the great conflicts, <clears throat> one of the great conflicts in the world right now that the world had with Jesus is that although he claimed to be the son of God, although he claimed that, the problem they had with him was that he associated with too many of the wrong folk. Are y'all hearing this? In the text, Pharisees and scribes, they are murmuring, saying that this man receives sinners, claims to be the son of God, but he sits around eating with sinners. Their concept of God was all messed up in their minds. If Jesus had any connection with God at all, he would be untouchable. Y'all hearing this? In their minds, if he's really God's son, why are common people able to touch him? And if he had any association at all with God, yeah, 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 yeah with, if he had any, any association with men on earth at all, certainly he would have association with us. We're the religious folk. We're, we're, we, are, we are the high class. If he's going to have any contact, look like he ought to be eating with us. So, Jesus in the text giving them a glimpse of what God is really like. And in trying to explain to them, explain to them what God is really like, he tells these three stories. We hear them all the time. He talks about sheep and how all of them are so important that he would leave 99 to go find one. He's explaining what God is really like. He talks about a coin. He talks about coins. How a woman who got nine coins left, but she ain't going to stop until she finds the one that is lost. But this story, this, this story, Jesus is speaking in parables. And that's, the, as you know, have you heard me say this? That's pairing two stories together. One you can't understand, one you can't understand. And you take the one that you can understand to help you understand the one that you can't understand. So he's talking in parables and he's using this method. But, but one of the stories, the stories he helps to help us understand God. And, 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 and daddy, daddy's in the house. It is flattering that God uses fatherhood. To, 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 to teach us about God. That's flattering, isn't it? That, that out of all the things he could have used, he uses fatherhood in a parallel to help us understand who God is. It's flattering, but then it might be a little problematic. Because if he's using fatherhood to help us understand who God is, that means that we mess it up. We might mess up somebody's view. Y'all right. ain't hearing me. If we mess it up, we might mess up somebody's view of who God is. We think that story is about the son. But when you really look at it in its context, it's really not about the prodigal son. This story is really about the father. I know we always, the prodigal son, the prodigal. No, this story is not really about him. This story is really about the father. So not only can we learn a lesson about God, we can also get a glimpse of fatherhood. Amen. Just of the story points out the fact and the point that it is that, yeah, that this father in this household, Jesus is talking about his relationship. And the first thing we learn is that here is a father who had a household and he had established discipline in his household. 
And the reason I say he had discipline, he established discipline in his household is because this boy decided that he wanted his own life. This boy decided that he wanted to do his own thing, but here it is. He knew he couldn't do it in that house. Y'all better hear me. I want to do my own thing. I want to have my own life, but he has sense enough to know that I won't be able to do this here in this house. He's filling his oats. As my daddy used to say, he's smelling his water. But, but, but he has sense enough to know that I got to get out of here. If I'm, go- are y'all hearing me? He knows that I've got to get away from his daddy's house to get that done. So, so now we, we, we see here Jesus telling this story about this young man. He's decided that he wanted to experience life. Says his daddy, give me what I got coming in the wheel. I know you ain't dead yet. But go on, whatever you got for me in your wheel, I want it now. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Ain't that bold? Give me whatever it is I'm going to get when you die. I know you're not dead yet, but just go ahead and give it to me now. <laughs> Here's a father who, although he regrets this rebellion, he loves his son enough to turn him loose. Loves him and loves him enough to let him walk off. Do you know that in spite of God's love for you and in spite of the fact that he, re- he regrets your rebellion, do, do you realize we serve a God that will allow you to walk away from him? <laughs> yeah, he loves us enough to let us Walk away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are bound and determined to do something as foolish as walk away from God, God will not stop you. That's why some, some, some of us in the mess we're in right now, y'all ain't hearing me. Because you decided not to listen and, yeah, and uh, yeah, in your rebellion, he did not stop you. It's amazing that when he came to himself, the first thing that came to his mind was the same father that he walked away from. When he found himself, when he found himself in want, the first thing came to his mind was his father. My father has servants were better off than me. I'm out here starving, and my father got folk working for him who are doing better than I'm doing. Are y'all hearing me? He, he never leaves us, but here is that point again. Out of sheer love, he will let you walk away from him. So when he came to himself, when he came to himself, he thought about daddy. Came back to his father, and guess what? When he came back, he made this speech about what he was going to say to his father, how he was going to apologize. But when he came back, his daddy was waiting for him. Daddy waiting for him on the side of the road. I don't know how long he was gone. I don't know how long it took for him to get back. But when he headed back, his daddy was standing out there waiting on I, I don't know. This is just me. I, I don't believe his daddy stood out there that whole while. I don't believe he stood out there that whole while. I believe that maybe daddy knew how much money he had. Daddy might have known how much it costs to live out there in them streets. And so I, may, I, I believe that daddy might have already calculated about how long it was going to 
cake. And after a few days, it went on out to the side of the road and said, all right, you ought to be coming on up in here. <laughs> but when he hit hard times, the first thing he thought about was daddy. In spite of the boy rebellion, father had not destroyed his witness with this boy. Your children ought to know you well enough. Your children ought to know your relation with God that well. They, they, yeah, they ought to know that, yeah, that, that, that I, I can go to my father. But the last thing I, I want to point out is a father who will run out to meet you when you finally come to yourself. <laughs> Don't you love a, a father like that? Going out there and acted the fool, going out there and wasted all of this stuff. But you got a daddy who will come out to meet you. And he meets him. Watch, show you what pure love looks like. Not one word of rebuke. Not what did you do with my money. Not, not where you've been. This, not, not, oh, you come on back, but this is the way. None of that. Just went out there and met him. Every child needs a father like that. Are y'all hearing me? Let me say to daddies in the house. Daddy, you are your child's first shot at understanding and building a relationship with God. You are your child's first shot at having some kind of understanding about who God is. It comes back to his father, and when he gets back to his father, now his father. His father is inviting him back to the house, but there is a problem. Let me go on beyond here. There's a problem. His uh, other boy. <laughs> he got another boy, and this boy has a problem with his daddy's goodness. He has a problem with his daddy being so good to somebody who has messed up. Y'all hearing this? Daddy gives a party and he doesn't even want to come in. He doesn't even want to come in to the party. But here, I, I'm, 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 I'm headed to the end now. Here we are. Here we are. Here is our picture of God. God uses this story. He uses, Jesus uses this story to point out to us what God is really like. To point out to us who God really is. And as he points out the story now, as he comes to the end, now with a clear picture, he begins, now all of us can begin to praise God. And the reason why we can begin to praise God is because if you really understand the story. Are y'all hearing me? If you really understand the story, and it's amazing that when we read this story, we all sort of place the characters and. We all think we understand who all the characters are in the story. But the truth of the matter is, if you really look at the story, I was playing, playing and then when I was working on this thing, I was working on this thing, and, and the Spirit said to me, uh, run, run, the, run the credits. <laughs> you know how, how you, how, how, how when a movie finishes and, all at once on the back side of the movie, the credits start running. Well, he said, run, run the credits. Well, you run the credits. Jesus, he's playing the part of the father. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Running the credits, running the credits. That, 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 that riotous living crowd, they, that, 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 that's, that, that, that's played by the world. The world is that riotous living crowd. That, we're running Running the critics. That person who gave him a job so he could stay out there. Gave a job so he could stay out there in that condition with it. That that's the devil playing that part. We're running 
we're running the credits. Are y'all hearing me? Run, run the credits and you'll find out. And I, I know you're already disappointed because you thought. You ain't hearing me. You, you thought that I'm the father. You thought that I, I'm, he, I'm, I'm the one he's using to, to show who the father is. But no, the, you know who's playing that part? That part of that rebellious son that had to come back home. That's us. Y'all ain't hearing me. That's us. We, that's our part. I, I was lost in a world of sin. No God on my side. No heaven in my view. But I thank God Jesus picked me up. He picked me up and he turned me around. What can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? I come by today to tell you nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So here we come to this table. Once again to this table. And we need to understand why we come to this table. We come to this table because we are that son. We are that son that wandered away from him. We are that son. That rebellious son that wanted to have our own way. You don't have to look to the right. You don't have to look to the left. I know one of the famous things now people say in, 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 in sermons now, I hear a lot of people saying, I don't know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who I'm talking to. I'm talking to all of us. Everybody in the house. All have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So right now, Right now, while the blood runs warm in your veins, if you are unsaved, if you're unsaved, you have not accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life. This is your day. This is your day. If you're here in this building, unsaved, now is your opportunity to come. If you're in this building and you're saved, then you don't have a church covering. Now is your opportunity to come. We invite you now. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Won't you come? seven two nine nine four five two six again the four zero seven two nine nine four five two six for those who want to come not only those in the building but those who are with us virtually if you will just lift your voice if there are those in the house who want to give your life to Jesus on this morning we ask you to come Jesus keep me near the cross there, precious fountain that is free to all, healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. Lift your voice. Oh, Jesus, just keep me, me near, near the cross. Give your life to him this morning. There, prayer. Oh, wherever you may be. Oh, free. Free. Come on, come on, sir. Choose. 
come on. Lend strength. Oh, yes, it flows from Calvary's mind. Wherever you may be. That's where your glory is. That's where your salvation is. The cross of the my glory. Come on, come on. have a relationship with this father Bible declares about God that he is the father of lights and in him there is no shadow of turning he says that I am God and I change not that I am the same yet that you are good enough to take us up yeah, yeah, yes. Lord we come thanking you that even in the midst of everything we've ever done wrong you are waiting by the side of the earth's road and looking out for those who felt that they didn't have enough and you we were coming back to us and you ran to us and wrapped us in your arms and said son daughter i love you all right all right this yeah, is how yeah, deep yeah. my love is and I sent my very own son and the son laid down his life and early Sunday morning the very same son who laid his life down got up and that same son is now at the right hand of the eternal father pleading your case I want you to know that he loves you he adores you he's waiting on you Give your life to him right now. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll save you from everything that you ever thought you did wrong. Give you a life that is new and, and earnest. And even he gives you that life. You may not get it right every day, but he still tells you that I am yours and you are mine. Yeah, Lord. We pray in the name oh, yes. 
of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name for those who need to call on you. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Have one to come for prayer. Amen. If we would um, ask our preachers at this time, if they would feel free to take um, this young lady out and pray with her and for her. Amen. All right. If we would. Amen. Amen. We see the word. Amen. Come on. Sister and brother preachers. Amen. 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 God is a God who answers prayer. Oh, yes. Amen. We may not oh, know yes. what the situation and circumstance oh, is, but yes. you ought to praise God that he is a prayer answering God. Yeah. I know he's a prayer answering God because he heard my cry one day. Oh, yes. Pity yeah, ever yeah, grown and long as I live, trouble rise, I'll hasten yeah, yeah, to yeah. his throne. Amen. Amen. Just a few notes before we move into an observance of the Lord's Supper. We have a uh, free food giveaway. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. In a amen. day of shortage. We got food to give away. Somebody All ought to be right. praised. Amen. Thursday, amen. June oh, yes. 23rd. Uh, we'll start that free food giveaway at 10 a.m. Is there an end to the food giveaway? I don't know if we have an endless supply. Amen. But it begins until it's all gone. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. So it will begin at 1030 on Thursday and until the food is gone. We do have a current quarterly direction Bible study guide for those who are participants in Sunday school. We would wish that every member of the church participate in a Bible study opportunity. Amen. Whether it be Wednesday night or Sunday school, you can pick those up at the church office Tuesday through Fridays. Amen. Amen. We also have bereavement notes. We express our deepest sympathy to Mother Mildred Brown in the passing of her mother, Barbara Ruth Pierce. Amen. Amen. Pray for Sister Mildred Brown. Oh, yes. We also express our deepest sympathy to our sister, Linda Don, in the passing of her mother, Mother Elise Harding. Amen. So pray for Sister Don and that family in this time of bereavement. As we leave on today, we would ask that those to my right, to your left, would exit out the double doors. And then those to my right and your left would exit out single file on the right door. Amen. We want to thank God for you on today. Thank God for your giving. We would have receptacles. And those who give, virtually give. The way you give, we thank you for that. And we ask that you would continue to give to the kingdom of God through this, the local house of God at Salem Church. Amen? Amen. Um, As we leave, just a spirit of safety, if we would ask that you would fellowship on the outside. Amen? We now move into our observance of the Lord's Supper. If we would ask our officers to come. King of my life, crown thee now, thine shall the glory be, lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow. Lead me to Calvary. Let's just put the words up and let's just sing now until our preachers can come back in and get get together. Amen. Oh, my, my life. life. 
like me breathe through the the gloom come with a gift to our own Deacon Donald Graham to come lead us to the throne of grace. Holy sin and righteousness if he asks, Lord. Lord, we thank you for allowing us one more time to come before this table, Lord. Father God, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die and free pardon our sin. We thank you, Lord, as, as we eat this bread and drink this cup, Lord, that we reflect on what you've done for us. So thank you, Lord, for what we're about to receive. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. And thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
before Jesus was betrayed he took bread and after he had given thanks says this is my body given for you take and eat after he took the cup and said this is the new testament in my blood take and drink ye all of it and as often as you do this you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Amen. And we all live daily as children of God knowing that Jesus is coming back. He's coming back to gather his own. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm looking forward. 
the more I look around at this world, the more I look around at what's going I'm looking forward to the end of the day, he'll just break the clouds and show up here one more time. We thank God for each one of you. Thank you for your participation in worship. Uh, we are still trying to readjust. We're still trying to adjust uh, to this season that we're in. And some of what you're hearing, uh, we are trying to make some adjustments in sound and trying to get some. So we're working on those things. Uh, let me thank my preachers. <laughs> let me thank my preachers. You did exactly what you were asked to do. And I appreciate, I really appreciate you all. And thank you. I want the whole church, I want the church as a whole to pray for our sister continue to pray for our sister. Uh, she's going through a battle right now, but the same God that brought her through the last one. Amen. Same God that brought her through the last one is going to bring her through this one. So as you, right now, we're trying to feel our way. And that's why I had to go try to get people back in. We're just trying to feel our way. We ain't got no, we, we never been here before. So we're just sort of trying to find our way and how to get back to as, as normal as things will ever be. Uh, I, read, I read somewhere the other day, it said that uh, uh, normal, normal will never come back, but Jesus is. <laughs> so we just want to make sure that we're ready when Jesus comes again. Again, we fellowship on the outside as part of what we're doing, the reason why we go immediately outside. It's okay to fellowship. We just want to do it on the outside. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. Let me say this too. Let me say this too while I'm talking. While we're getting back to as normal as we can. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know people are different. Some people are not comfortable yet, but I want my choir back. <laughs> I want my choir back. Just, just, just want y'all to know. Want, want my choir back. We, we, it's gonna take us some time to get everything back together. But please know, I want you back. We want. We need to get back to as normal as we can get. God be with you till we meet again. Father's Day, have a blessed Father's Day, amen. and also wanting to give honor to my own father, amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Amen, amen, God bless you. All right, all right. Hey, sir, how you doing, man? You all right? Good, 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 good. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App. 
at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.